Andy claimed a goal once that brushed his back leg on the way into the net. Yeah, you take you take what you can get, mate. Yeah, you take whatever you exactly. can get. The only things you were brushing with the ball during futsal was my nutsack, quite frankly. Like, <laughs> three times, man. Ridiculous. That wasn't a brush. That was a buddy shellacking. <laughs> Rocketed in. That's true. <laughs> Okie dokie, Thor's brother is Loki. Here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, and joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he took 300 photos of the Sydney Harbour Bridge last weekend. It's Melbourne City mega fan Andy Gibson. So ahead after after your night round and um, the Asian Cup getting underway, but. Uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely turned on full tourist mode on the weekend and um, had a ball. So, yeah, looking forward to sharing uh, all of my 300 photos with you, lads. The third voice you're going to hear is that of a man. He's got a Celtic beanie up on his wall on X. He's player or scopes, but here he is Damon Serra. Well, thanks, Jashan. Yes, so I've got a Celtic beanie on the wall in uh, in in response to uh, Ange Postacogli going to Celtic. I thought that was uh, the least I could do for my support for for big old Ange, so that stays there now, even though I don't really enjoy Celtic playing anymore, but uh, that looks all right. (laughs) She looks all right. 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 Good energy, good uh, good positivity there. Last but not least, he's been getting some serious media exposure lately. It's Nicholas. Oh, thanks to Sean. Pleasure to be on the Four Man All podcast and, you know, to help um, an up-and-coming podcast out. Up and coming. I like that. I do think of us as up and comers, quite frankly. We're going to chat Socceroos today. Uh, Damo's going to decode, and we are going to split the wall. But first things first, there was Magic Round, there was Gather Round, and now there is Unite Round. Every single club in the A-League went to Sydney this past weekend to play their games. Nick and Andy, you boys both went, and i got to ask, how was the sesh? Good sesh. Very good, yes. Yeah, great sesh. Don't go to Star Casino. They're dogs. <laughs> Yeah, it was great, mate. Yeah, I had a ball. Yeah, checking out the lovely, uh, lovely city that is Sydney, and um, yeah, watching uh, some some A League at the same time. So, yeah, and hanging out with the lads. So, great weekend. I thoroughly enjoyed visiting the stadiums, um, Combank Stadium. Uh, you know, it looked a bit, it looked a bit one dimensional on TV. You know, just a very simple layout. But I tell you, it's uh, got some great amenities and great standing rooms. Uh, you can see the pitch at any spot, and I, I reckon Allianz Stadium is one of the best stadiums I've ever been to to watch uh, a venues to watch uh, live sport. Uh, let me tell you about some of the facilities there. Um, you've got um, you've got a bar outlet where you press a button and it pours the beer for you. I'm telling you, oh. this is putting some other podcast. This is putting some podcast uh, hosts out of jobs across the online hub media. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's taking jobs away from good, honest bartenders. That's not a good thing but at all. The job will be from working behind a tap to um, uh, telling people like um, boomers like my dad how to use the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that was a fantastic venue. And um, I walked around the lower deck and I stopped on the center line and it was when Central Coast and... Uh, Melbourne Victory were playing. I had a good shot at generic Jackson, and sitting, standing mm-hmm. on that centre line in the standing area, 
um, you felt like you're right on top of the coaches, like you're sitting on their shoulders and you had a perfect view of the pitch. If you had seats there, the coaches' um, dugout wouldn't interrupt your view of the pitch. It was a fantastic stadium, uh, and they had they, they had a chicken shop that sold buckets of chicken to share for $44. Um, bit steep, but if it's to share, three people could be a good deal. And they Five also had a, we've got they, they, food chat They already. also had a fully stocked freezer cabinet. Sometimes a, uh, Amy Park doesn't even have Golden Gate Times. This had from Golden Gate Times, Magnums, Paddle Pops, Calippos, everything. It was great. Oh, and uh, okay. we all united against Sydney FC. It was fun. <laughs> it's five minutes in. Food chat. Had to get it out of the way. Just straight in there with a oh, bucket of chicken. Done. Fantastic stuff. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, please, continue. Go on your tangent. Oh, um, Get it all out of the way first. They also had snack packs at Combank Stadium. Lamb snack packs. Uh, hey. I, I, said in, I instead went for the sad-looking uh, pizza and garlic bread. But pizza and garlic bread combo with a soft drink, $24. Not bad. Not cheap either. But, I mean, like, it was, pretty big, it was a pretty big pizza. Oh, yeah, fair slices. You could, you could have easily shared that deal, just saying. The pizza was a bit crap, but... Anyway. <laughs> oh, mate, it's um, better than anything I ever had in Italy. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, did you go to Europe? Have you been to Europe? <laughs> I heard then? there's another member on this podcast that's going to Europe soon, possibly, so maybe you can divert attention to him. It depends how many bloody photos they put up on their social media when they go. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry for having fun. <laughs> Were you having fun? Were you having fun or were you goddamn taking photos, Nicholas? Live in the moment. And you boys lived in the moment over in Sydney. I've got to ask my first burning question of the night for everybody. Burnt extra Was you night round a success, Damo? I know you weren't there, but I want you to answer first from um, an outsider. I really want to say it was a success, but I don't think it was. Ooh. Ooh, I un- yourself, I understand the pe- people had good experiences. Uh, they were talking with new people with obviously similar interests and uh, people converging on the one city from all over the country. Uh, it's a pretty special thing, but at the end of the day, I think the APL would have been expecting maybe a few more numbers through the gates. And... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I honestly don't think that the amount of people that turned up um, was enough for, to make it a sort of profitable thing for something that should be done in the future. So that's my take, but as someone who wasn't Fair there, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's how I see it. And, and for you, Andy, obviously mm. you were there. Uh, man on the ground. Is, is Damo right? Was there kind of not as many people in the stadiums as you were expecting? The crowds uh, did look a little bit lean on the TV. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely a bit lean and, yeah, uh, a bit less than what I would have expected. But um, I, I think I think they've got to stick with it. I think um, they can't go off, you know, crowd numbers alone um, as a measure of performance. And I think um, if they do stick with it, um, it will grow, provided they um, they do some work and uh, make some improvements. Because um, yeah, there is definitely quite a bit I think that they could do to uh, improve it, make it better for the fans, uh, bring bring more fans in for next time. So 
I'm sure we'll get into a bit of that um, soon. But yeah, I, I think um, the crowd numbers probably were a little bit underwhelming, but um, I don't think that makes it a failure. And I definitely don't think they should scrap it. I think they could be onto something um, pretty special here if they, um, you know, if the APL plays their cards right and puts the work into it for next year. I reckon um, it could be, yeah, as I said, something pretty special for the future. Oh, so I'll just say, what what makes the Unite round so special? Ooh, go again. Deep cut. Good question. Deep cut. I just think, like, as, you know, as the name suggests, like, just bringing everyone together. Like, when, yeah. what other opportunity would you have for um, fans from all over the country, from all different teams to uh, be in the same city, um, you know, watching the same games together, um, you know, when you've got two games, you know, in a row, um, you know, fans from you know, all four competing teams will stick around for the other one or come early for the previous game and that sort of thing. So, and yeah, it encourages more neutral fans as well, I think. So um, that can sort of, you know, build up the atmosphere as well. But yeah, it just, it just felt like um, it was the beginning of uh, a, a good tradition that the A-Leg should stick with going forward, I reckon. Um but yeah, and it's it's a good you know good excuse for people to travel and get away for a weekend, check out Sydney. Uh, I just think there's um, a lot of benefits that that can be gained out of this for the league and um, for the clubs and for the fans as well. And what do you think, Nick? Uh, Unite rounds, thumbs up or thumbs down? My headline for it would be that it was an expensive trial run, kind of trying to figure out what's worked and what didn't. And I think the next edition is going to be do or die. So I'm going to say Oof. no, and it's going to need a. It's their 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 five wickets down on with um in the middle of the final session, and they've got a the batsmen have got to dig deep to save the test um in the final session. So um, you really have to bring up cricket. This is our major competitor, Nicholas. The goddamn summer of cricket. What about the so- the summer of A League? Come on, the summer of uh, soccer. That's got a nice ring to it. The summer of soccer. Uh nah, mate. Um, any anywho, um, I think it was. I, I I agree with some points. Definitely being there was better than um like than watching it at home. Um, you know, just the vibe. But I can understand if people watching at home didn't. Like, Didn't you want feel people it. to feel jealous for watching it at home. Like, when Gather Round happened with the AFL, I was, like, insanely jealous. And then the prices for all the accommodation and airlines reflected that for the next edition. Uh, with the A-Leagues Unite Round, the vibe I felt was that it was just like a Western Sydney away day um, with a curtain raiser that, that was, like, lowly invested. And mm. that the... Second game was just like a, it was more or less the same. The Sydney FC home game, um, and uh, you know, um, with Adelaide away fans. Uh, what I found, um, what I think the Unite round failed to do, was latch on to fans that were neutrals. They attracted neutrals to games when their team wasn't playing, but when the team was playing as the curtain raiser or or the second game, a lot of fans would only rock up um, in time for the second game or leave after the after the first game. Uh, for example, Yellow Fever and Melbourne Victory had full active bays, or, you know, they weren't 
full, um, but they were, you know, um, they were loud and they were basically empty. Um, they emptied out after the players went off the pitch. And right, there's a possibility that they distributed around the stadium. You know, they didn't want to, you know, take attention during during another game. But I think that's like a working point is making the elite like making it stay. And I know a lot of people have put out opinions on Twitter, um, and I kind of haven't read all of them because. There's a lot, and there's a lot of good ideas out there, but my quick ideas that I mentioned on the Sydney trip would to be, in my opinion, they need to have they need to have a stronger finish because even yeah. us, Andy and I, big A-League fans, uh, have a vested interest in it outside our casual enjoyment. You know, we're trying to make this podcast. Uh, we had no interest in the final day because... Um, we have commitments we need to get back to in Melbourne, and it's just it's just the h- harsh truth. So I think they need a stronger finish, like a Sydney FC or a Western Sydney on the final day, and I think they should. All the games need to be at Allianz or or, or somewhere, and uh, I think they still need to work a way to get the, the W better involved because yeah, agreed. You can't. It's it's like it's competing with its own event if it's on at the same yeah. time in a completely different part of Sydney. Uh, yeah, and if you look at the attendances for Unite Round. I don't think it was too dissimilar to what the Sydney and Western Sydney games weren't too dissimilar to what they could have achieved if it was just a normal away game playing Melbourne City and Adelaide United respectively. So that's the end of my spiel. Uh, I'll I'll hop on that because I, I did think the, the scheduling was a bit questionable. Like it's a big event, got the Unite round, I want to get these mixed up so many times. <laughs> but I don't really know why you start the weekend off with MacArthur and Western United, the two lowest, you know, yeah, you want to start with the bank, and I don't know why you end. I don't know why you end on Brisbane Raw versus Newcastle either, which is probably the least interesting game of of the round. Mm. Like the only derby we had was the distance derby, which is you know not necessarily a proper not headline really game. Derby, yeah. Why not have? Yeah, why not have the big blue? I at unite round. I, I strongly mm. disagree. I think they should have no derbies in unite round. Uh, um, they need to save the derbies for standalone rounds. I think if they had Sydney, Western Sydney on both ends, and then in the middle day, they had probably, without, you know, causing any uh, fan violence, they had the biggest four clubs you could possibly have that would travel and create generate their own interest and probably a Newcastle or Central Coast to bring, you know, local New South Wales fans into Sydney. I think that would work. And I think all the games need to be at Allianz because um, the truth is Combank is just a bit too far. Um mm. And um, I learned that traveling to Combank, otherwise I wouldn't have that much of an opinion on it. Issue with Allianz is they're raising the concert uh, limit till t- to 20, I think, next year. So it's going to, I don't know if that's, you know, you never know if that'll actually overlap. Allianz is a private, uh, I think it might be government, I'm not too sure, but um, regardless, it's run as a business and yeah. uh, they're going to chase the most valuable um, product. So, Unfortunately, I think we're just yelling at a brick wall if we're going to get upset about that. What we should be upset about is, you know, greater issues at the league um, than, you know, a- another business chasing chasing another a more profitable uh, source of entertainment. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking specifically here about how to improve Unite Round for the future. And unfortunately, like, it's locked into Sydney because of the deal that New South Wales has with uh, the APL. Like, I personally think Melbourne would be a better city for it anyways. But if it has to be Sydney... But I thought yeah. the whole point of Unite Round was to kind of bring bring some like sport to some communities that haven't got that kind of ease of access to 
you know, like you're out of suburbs and stuff like that. I know Parramatta's quite far out, but um, we're talking further than that. Like it would have been good to see a game played at played in like, Wollongong for yeah, maybe for lack of a better maybe that would be a better idea because that's what they did in the AFL. They they brought some games to some regional um grounds and I thought it was quite a cool bloody concept. So I don't I didn't see anything different from what we normally see and that's why I didn't feel like it was any different or any more special than just any other round of an A League season. So that's how I'm looking at it too. Was there any like ancillary content around the city? Like, I don't know, not, you know, a festival of football per se, but were there any events and kind of, I guess, venues, hosting, watch parties, that kind of thing? No, Andy can talk more on it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, it's funny you mentioned that because we were actually looking for uh, the, the fan zone that, that the A-Legs uh, had, had sort of advertised, like with the Unite round. They said there was going to be some sort of fan zone and yeah, the yeah, player yeah. signings and all that, but... Uh, we couldn't find any information on it. I don't know if we just didn't look hard enough, but I feel like they should make stuff like that easier for lap. fans. Yeah, make stuff like that easier for fans to, to find information on. Have it at a good spot, like, you know, outside the stadium. Um, and because, yeah, like, Combank Stadium, when we got there on the Friday, was just dead outside. There was not even a food truck in yeah. sight. Like, you need things to engage the, the families and the fans in general, and there was yeah. just nothing. The whole fan activation side of Gavaround did have a bit of a fire festival vibe to it um yeah. you know like there was like it was dead outside combank uh, all we could find was uh, a league memes uh they had yeah. they had uh, I, don't, I don't think we really looked before allianz but there was like i think i saw on twitter there was only like one keepy up challenge sponsored by mcdonald's uh hell yeah on friday night they had a like multicultural parade which was cool um but it would have been good life that was celebrated more into marketing material before the weekend. Yeah, I saw a post on Instagram about it beforehand, but it was a bit sort of, uh, you know, nonchalant. Like, it wasn't really promoted as an event as such. It was more just like, oh, this is going to happen at halftime, by the way, or in between the games. Yeah. And, and yeah. also another thing is that, like, people talked about the positivity of, like, fan groups coming together. Speaking from my own experience... I feel like that was more exacerbated by there was uh, the Socceroos game afterwards and a lot of people went to the bar nearby. Um, I doubt like, so I don't think everyone in Twitter was on that bar because everyone was talking about it, but that's in my experience where I felt like I was really, like I was chatting to some, you know, Adelaide United fans, Melbourne Victory fans, watching the Socceroos play. It was a good vibe, you know, people from Sydney, people from regional Vic. It was a good, it was a good vibe. Um, but, that, but you're not going to have... Yeah, from... Uh, uh, well, I'm not saying a name, so it's not a dog. So they were from Echuca. Hey! Ooh, we, we like Echuca. Interesting. I, I, wonder, I wonder how much of like their lack of marketing and the lack of kind of fanfare around it was also down to the, the, the cuts, you know, the APL cuts, and, and basically they're just short on manpower and, and didn't have the people around to, to organise such things. Yeah. I assume you guys have seen the story, but... Yeah. Basically, the APL have cut half of their staff, amounting to roughly 40 people, mm. losing their jobs. That's a significant yeah. loss. It is. It is a, I, it's I a think big loss. You tie that in with the actual lack of time that they had. Like, these sort of big events 
take mm. a lot, long time to put all the pieces together and um, make them happen. And I think it was just sort of the whole thing felt like it was a bit slapped together last minute as a, you know, as a replacement for the Sydney grand final. So I think if you give them now a full year till next year's Unite round, um, they don't really have that excuse again. So we, we can judge them on next year's, I guess. But yeah, I think that the time factor was a big part in all these things we've just spoken about. I brought it up already. I might as well just make the most of the segue, but that APL story has been kind of catching headlines the past few days. And my second burning question of the night is for you, Nicholas. On the back of this story, is the league a shit show? Shit show? Um, yes. It's a very broad question. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone literally use those words on Reddit, so I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very well, much. It's a clear distinction. Yes. There's the league, the competition. I don't think that's mm. necessarily a shit show, but the administration uh, yeah. may suggest... I think, oh fuck! I'm holding in a big sneeze. Let it out, mate. Let it let it rip. Beyblades. Oh, fuck. it won't come out. Anyway, you might have <laughs> to that. do some chopping up because I'll do my best. When it happens, it happens, mate. This is yeah. all natural, natural stuff. So yeah, it's incredibly frustrating, like to find this news after the whole, um, you know, Danny Townsend era, <laughs> and you know. He's, he's managed to move to a job in Saudi Arabia. I feel like it just really... My heart goes out to the staff that have lost jobs because of this. You know, I haven't... And I can't really empathise too much. I haven't been in a situation where I've had... You know, um, where there's been mass layoffs. I can't empathise too much from experience, but I do empathise from, you know, humanitarian uh, level. I think the, the most frustrating thing is that all these setbacks... Um, that you re received like over time, you know, like the grand final decision and then the, the reaction and failing to capitalize on not one but two successful World Cup campaigns in the space of 12 months and, and any other setback we've received since uh, Paramount Plus falling behind, keep up, keep up not, you know, um, going as, as, as expected. You, Continual investment does the elastic band does have a limit, and there's only so much you can invest in in a loss leading operation, and unfortunately, it's not as glamorous as you know someone throwing a bucket um to, to uh, glamorous as in glamorous or infamous to the media someone assaulting a player and throwing a bucket where that might be said this is the worst A League moment ever, but it is just like the quiet you know it's kind of the start. You do worry if it's the start of the APL and the A-League going out quietly. Um, you know, it's not the Big Bang News headline of like when the Murdoch press leaked all the active bands um, and when we had walkouts then, but you do worry that it's like like the slow death of what we love and it's not even really going to make the back page media, you know? Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch up the run sheet as well here because we're on the topic already, but allegedly part of the cuts will be Keep Up. Um, the A-League's kind of media outlet is going to get shut down, uh, allegedly, obviously not con- not confirmed yet, and part of that also the Liberties Dove Zone and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to run through the demo decodes. I was having a, a yarn with some bloke on Twitter with Richarlison doing his bloody pigeon dance and Zadkovic just two-footing him. 
Nothing grinds my gears more. This is the segment where, you know, Damo answers some questions that other people can't necessarily answer. Yeah. I'm going to run you through three scenarios here. Yes, dangers, get ready. Big brain questions. Exactly right. The, uh, the higher order of things. And my first question is thusly, where do we go from here if Keep Up does actually get, uh, you know, defunct well, in terms of a media landscape? I, I feel like the current landscape with regards to Australian football, it, it's pretty good. Uh, we've got some decent uh, journalists and lots of hardworking people uh, almost working um, at a loss themselves, putting out good content uh, for, on our, for our enjoyment. And obviously, Keep Up, they spent, let's say, $30 million on on this thing, and I don't think there was anything on Keep Up that I couldn't have found by searching through another means of information mm-hmm. on X or Twitter um, or Facebook mm. or Instagram. So, for me, I think that was just... <laughs> an exorbitant amount of money put into something that was a very, very bang average bloody source of information. Um, okay. That $30 million for one could have been spent by investing in the Y League, investing more into the, the women's game and obviously third one investing more into the A-League men and yeah yep yep I don't know I'm I'm not a genius but I think that obviously if you if you're pouring in money into something it will grow but if you're pouring it into something that is kind of pointless here nor there then the likely outcome is is this so if there is a if there's a tangible bloody outcome you want so getting more people to games having more people invested in Australian football and uh, its players and everything involved with it then you need to invest in the players and somehow the APL thought that it was better suited on some stupid bloody software. So can I, can I just ask Damo? <clears throat> um, might be a silly question, but what's the difference between like a leagues dot com dot au and Keep Up? Because you, you go I honestly don't you, know. Yeah, like you go type in a leagues dot com dot au brings up the website. Type in Keep Up dot com dot au brings up the website. They, they Different spent color schemes, but dollars yeah, on an it, app it just looks the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a shoddy app that. You can find in this same information by literally just searching it up anywhere else. Yeah. So the best thing Keep Up did was the um I forget what it's called A League's All Access. That has been good, but I don't good. think you needed Keep That's Up to fine. do that. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, of course not. That, that, mm. that is. But that... I think I think the funding still goes towards like without like to the jobs like to produce A League's All Access. Oh, that's part of the thirty million. Not all yeah. thirty million. That's part but of like, it. Yeah. You need to pay. You need to pay for the staff production. Yeah. But they're they're obviously getting um, advertisement and other sort of uh, benefits from those videos, so they're making money off it too. So 
Well, you'd hope so. Uh, through YouTube and everything like that. So there was certainly some some remuneration by from that, but the the basic the initial start off startup cost for for this was it just seemed so exorbitant and so mind blowing that they've decided that this was the best use of this money. Basically, your solution is like let the independent media outlets do their thing and cover the cover the sport and whoever else is doing it and use that money uh, elsewhere. Yeah, but I think keep up wasn't the worst idea because like A League was starving, like has been like been starving and progressively being getting uh, starving even more since Fox ended the rights. Um, yeah, and Fox ended the rights like. Fox stopped, but it's a common belief along among the A League community that you know Fox has stopped actively by reporting on the A like you know, or not active. It still reports on the A League, but it's reduced its A League reporting content because they don't have the rights. It does make sense that yes. because you know by reporting on it, they're promoting a product they don't have the rights to. Uh, yeah. I know it yeah. sounds, it's but it sounds s- stupid because you think they're a news organization first, but no, now that they, makes sense. Um, they're an entertainment and private business um, organization mm. first, but so I think it was the right idea to like at least invest in like getting more voices out there. Like the, the dub zone was like I thought the dub zone was like quite good. I never listened to it like like I don't listen to many things. Um, not even football friends, my favorite podcast. You're a fraud, Nick. I'd, I'd, I'd often watch the dub zone um, shorts. On Instagram, the reels, you know, it's, it was a great way to get the content out there. Um, no, no straight shots there to any uh, anyone on this podcast, but um, they like it was great for putting a voice out for the women's the women's national league. You know, uh, I do a reel every week. I always do at least a reel. God damn it, Nicholas! <laughs> Today we did. Uh, uh, it's okay. I forgot to share the Reddit last week, but that's because I was busy <laughs> frolicking in Sydney. Yeah, well, I I, I, did, uh, I did post I did. the thing very late. It's uh, it's on me as well. And, uh, but we did we did get um, we may have still gotten some publicity out that that weekend. Shout out to the A League memes. Let's Thank look, you for the shout out. Before we uh, move on, sorry, lads. I'll just quickly mention um, the um, Keep Up app has actually already had its name changed to A League's official app. Yeah, wow. our friend Alex discovered that on the weekend. Shout out, Alex, if you're listening. Um. Shout so, out to yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's no longer the Keep Up app. You, even if you type in Keep Up on the App Store, it just comes up with A-League's official app. So it looks like the shutdown and Keep Up yeah. already started before this cut, staff cut was announced. Ultimately, the APL need to figure out what they actually want to achieve yeah. with this league and go for it. And it looks like what they're looking to do right now is just save money, which, you know, it probably goes back to bad decisions that, that, that were made earlier. You know, no, it's, it's a tough situation. It's, it's a sugar hit. It's sugar hit after sugar hit. There's no proper investment. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you're right, unfortunately. It's yes. pretty, pretty sad. But, yeah, that seems to be the way. Begs the question as to why Danny, turns out, Danny Townsend got promoted because he did such a bad fucking job. Yeah. Uh, alas. Uh, Demo Decodes number two. Uh, this kind of has some context. So basically, one of the very few signings that have been made so far is Bernardo Oliveira has been signed by MacArthur in from Adelaide. And beyond that, you know, 
nothing really is happening. And I saw someone ask the question on Reddit, why have there been no transfers and no rumors even? You know, nothing, no juicy stories are coming up in this transfer window. So, Damo, I ask you the question, why have there been no transfers or rumors? Well, has, I think Keegan Jelicic has, has returned to the Brisbane Raw. There's a couple, maybe one more signing I might have missed, or a few um, new contracts. I've heard a rumor. Yeah. Rumor, Nicholas? What rumor? LA Rose. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're obsessed with him, mate. <laughs> oh, my. LA Rose to Paris Saint-Germain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's never going to happen, but... Wrong yeah, yes. It, it's, okay. it's an interesting thing. You, well, the, obviously, the, the, mark, the, the transfer window only opened, I think, on the 11th of, uh, of January. So, it's only been open for six days at the time of recording but uh look it i i wouldn't be too concerned about it there are a few rumors floating around uh, i think alex popovich has been courted by some korean clubs uh after some good mm. performances recently at adelaide uh jonathan aspro similar kind of um, scenario for him. and But it's often players leaving, not, yeah, not players and coming in. Look, that's probably the more concerning part, possibly. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to see um, Australian players uh, gaining notoriety from overseas leagues, but uh, it would be would be good to see a few, few new faces into the league, I suppose, and... Some clubs certainly do need some uh, reinforcements. Uh, Western United. United, Perth. Uh, But I think Perth can't sign anyone because they are currently operating with two hands tied behind their backs. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. But, yeah, look, I think they just need to be a bit more patient over on the Reddit. Yeah, hold your horse. I got a question, Damo. Did you sorry? Did you say that you you love seeing Aussie talent going overseas? Can you just objectively agree with that statement? Yes. So unless you're like full, you know, uh, what's his name, Marco Rudan, about you know young talent ah, going yes. overseas. Yep. Why do you detest my LA Rose to PSG rumor? <laughs> it's, it's not a rumor. It's a done deal. Here we go. <laughs> You're a fraud. LA Rose is a fraud. You're a fraud. This is LA Rose. Maybe like Pe- Penrith Saint Germain or something. Not Paris. Penrith Saint Germain. <laughs> <laughs> Penrith Saint Germain. <laughs> Better than uh, Maxi Caputo. All he's rumored for is the Seattle Sounders. <laughs> Fight and win. Well, Max. final decoding for you, Damo. Yeah. Uh, a story has leaked that Seven 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 Partners, the the kind of company who are behind Melbourne Victory as well as some other clubs, have been hit with a few lawsuits. Uh, their two main sources of funding are under investigation by various bodies and could very well be facing some dramas. So I'll ask you, um, according to the redditors, who I've forgotten their name, but that's okay. Will Victory crumble without Seven 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 support? I mean. I don't know. Like they're they're a pretty dodgy company, so the fact that Melbourne Victory even got into bed with them really doesn't really surprise me to an extent. But I I would expect that Melbourne Victory don't crumble. They are somewhat run 
fairly well, considering other A-League clubs. Uh, but no, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's really that much of an issue. Uh, but was, they, they always seem to find a way to, to make things work, and I think this will be no different. Mm. I mean, yeah, if Newcastle Beautiful. and Perth can survive this long without owners, exactly, with no owner, victory will die. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially if Melbourne Victory, like Melbourne Victory are the bloody... The Kings, man. Yeah, the Kings. Biggest yeah. club Golden fans, fan base, yeah. Yeah. Damo has decoded very, very well, man. I had good stuff, Damo. But we should probably talk about games at some point in time. We're leaving it late today, but that's yeah. all right. And there were some some pretty decent games, if I do say so myself. Andy, Nick, Nick and Andy, you guys were there for a couple mm. of them. What was the best action you boys watched over there in Sydney? Mm. Um... The rankings, the power rankings go Sydney FC, Adelaide, MacArthur, Western United, Victory, uh, Central Coast, and then Melbourne City, uh, Western Sydney. <laughs> all right, all the way down at the bottom. Fair enough. I'll rattle through the results. Adelaide beat Sydney 4-3. Uh, MacArthur and Western United, 3-all draw. City lost to Western Sydney 1-0. Central Coast and Victory played out a 1-all draw. Wellington beat Perth 4-3. And Brisbane beat the Jets 3-2. So goals galore, and you mentioned it straight away, the Adelaide-Sydney game. It was a bit of a banger. Uh, except for Aaron Kunda. It's the worst <laughs> goal I've ever seen him score, hands down. I can't yeah. believe this guy got signed by Bayern Munich. Yeah. What did you make immersion. of his delayed celebration, though? Oh, I yeah. was just, it was right in front of us. <laughs> but a good game, nonetheless, Adelaide-Sydney. Great game, yeah. Seven-goal feast, yeah. End-to-end stuff. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah, like Nick said, game of the round, I reckon. And a kind of heap. Oh, actually, no, Sydney lost. Adelaide won. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn, I was about to ask you if it heaps the pressure on um, Carl Barr, but it doesn't no. really at all. <laughs> probably this takes was, a little this bit off. a return to form for Adelaide United. <laughs> mm. And the hero himself, Hiroshi, is it Hiroshi Ibasuki? Yep. That's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Three goals and an assist. He's pretty fucking good right Nick, now. Nick was slagging him off during the game, and Berto's like, no, he's good, and he comes out and <laughs> no. does that. <laughs> No way. I put my neck out on the line on him last year on the podcast and Damo said, no, shit. <laughs> so I, was just, I was just channeling Damo. Ah, right. I, just... yep. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this, is, this is like the Spider-Man meme, all pointing at each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to ask, because Ibasuki's banging in goals, Adam Taggart's banging in goals, Oscar Zavada's pretty decent, J-Mac... Taps in a goal every now and again. Yeah, he does. Costa Barbaros. Stamatolopoulos can't stop scoring. Yes. So I want to ask you, Nick, apart from Fornaroli, who's, you know, far and away the leader, who is the second best striker in the A-League right now? Um, Fornaroli. No, no, the second best. Oh, uh, yeah. Fornaroli. Second best striker <laughs> no, in the who's league. Who's the best then? That would be Maxi Caputo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I rate Oscar Oscar Zavada. Oscar Zavada, okay. Mm. What makes you say Oscar Zavada? He's good, you know. <laughs> Plays for the Wellington Phoenix, and the Phoenix are higher on the ladder than Melbourne Victory, which makes them. That means they have the best striker. <laughs> That's true, but most of their goals coming from Costa Barbarossa's right now. Yeah, but Oscar Zavada reminds me a bit of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, he's also <laughs> okay. the best. What about you, Andy? Who do you think is the second best striker in the league? Going on this season's form alone, I'm tempted to say Adam Taggart. I think he's quietly been 
Oh. Yeah, quietly been putting together quite a season. And um, if he was at like a bigger club than Perth, no disrespect to Perth, but <clears throat> if he was at like a bigger club, um, I think there'd be more more talk about him. But he's yeah, he's putting together quite a season. So I'm going to say him at the moment. Maybe, maybe City should get him. Maybe. Yeah, when J Mac goes to the MLS, good shout. That'd be a pretty cool thing to say. Just going to put you guys on mute while you talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Stamatolopoulos, if he was playing at a bigger club than Newcastle, would be getting some more yeah. kind of plaudits as well. He's been fucking That's killing true. it right now. Yeah, good point. Return good to point. Adelaide, potentially. Potentially. Ooh, don't mind that. Don't mind that. Him and Ibisuki would uh, be a decent yeah. partnership I up think, front. Um, for Ibisuki, it's probably just more just been down to a, a change in position or change in role I mm. suppose and I think since whatever change Carl Viet's made it's certainly paid off um, in the last few weeks and yeah it's certainly good for good for Ibisuki himself and good for Adelaide as a whole absolutely agreed uh, you boys also watched the Western United MacArthur game I gotta ask who was the better player Uli Davila or Danny Pena Ooh. Probably Davila, I reckon, oh. but that's actually a good comparison. Both of them Davila. had a great game. I'm going to say Davila, yeah. Definitely the Mexican, 100%. They both scored some banging goals. They did. I, I rate um, Pena's celebration the most, though. He, he wins that contest. Oh, yeah. The, was that the Bellatelli celebration? Uh, I don't know what you call it, but he took his shirt off and <laughs> his um, GPS tracker thing off and, you know, oh, yeah. ice cold. The Bellatelli celebration. Okay. You like seeing Pena's rig out and about? Oh, absolutely. Look at it, mate. He's ripped. <laughs> the rig. The rig. The Ice Daddy cold. Pena rig. The rig on him. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I like that. I like that. Oh, God. Any other games that you always want to mention specifically? I reckon it's probably worth talking about the Phoenix going back on top of the table. Yeah. Mm, another good uh, game, that one. Be. We didn't watch mm. this game. Obviously, it was on the Sunday. We'd, uh, we were heading home by then. I didn't yeah. watch this either because I was a bit, yeah, a bit tired. And mm. I, was, I think I was watching the other game, whichever that one was. Brisbane-Newcastle. Yeah. yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, I was watching the Brisbane game. Brisbane. Ah, uh, you were watching Jay O'Shea tear him apart, yeah. mate. The Riz is back, boys. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ah, oh, come on, mate. 3-2 win over, over Newcastle, <laughs> over... World beaters Newcastle, you gotta have world faith, <laughs> Yeah, world beaters, exactly, exactly <laughs> right. I I just wanted to talk about um I can't remember it was the Western Sydney game. City and Western Sydney playing. against Melbourne City, mate. That one on the Friday night. Western Sydney, yeah, mm. yeah, just yeah, really high quality game. I thought uh some oh, I disagree. very good technical goals. Only uh, one. There was only one goal, mate. Oh, West one goal. West... <laughs> it was goal. a good goal. It was a good. Falling apart, Western Sydney should have should have been up three 0 um after fifty minutes, and then Melbourne City yeah. were lucky to like, and then they were lucky to walk away with all three points, um based on that handball decision. Yeah. Later in the round, if I'm not mistaken, they gave a penalty. Um, I sent it to Andy. I can't remember. They gave a penalty. That yeah, was yeah, saw that. Pretty similar to the one they didn't give yes. on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. They gave, they gave it um to 
The Risden. The Risden. God damn it. God damn it, Nicholas. Consistency. One I thought Melbourne yeah, City was shit. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I in thought the, the same thing. In the 89th minute, too. he had no way. The hands, in both incidents, there was no way they could have um, adjusted their arms. But one was a penalty and one wasn't. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. I think uh, Melbourne City didn't deserve any point from that contest. But they did deserve a penalty in the 90th minute. <laughs> and yeah, when Arslan got pushed over. Yeah. Sorry? When Arslan got pushed over. No, there was a handball incident. Did you oh, even watch the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, I, I thought Arslan should. Yeah. It was quite an obvious handball, really, but uh, the, the referee didn't really pay it just because he didn't think that he, the hand was that far out of a natural position. Because he wanted oh, to that, get out of yeah. Combank alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and so the, did I, to be honest. I agree with that uh, assessment, Nick. So I think uh, Newcastle were really hard done by. Yeah, I think. No. I think. Yeah, I think. I think if anyone was hard done by by those two inconsistent or, or decisions, city, yeah, it is. It is Newcastle because City weren't playing to yeah, win. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. And, and and Newcastle was the second incident, so the precedent already happened on Friday night. So yeah, that's right. Exactly. Disob- yeah. Disobeyed mm-hmm. the precedent. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't. I think if City, City should have played better if they wanted to be really in it. Not, not uh, come down yeah, to no. We definitely, um, definitely didn't deserve to win on performance. That's for sure. Western Sydney was the better it team. It was a on meek the night, performance, but... a disrespect, disrespect for the travelling fans. I paid good money to be in Sydney to watch the City boys. <laughs> I had Korean barbecue for lunch, and that, like. That the city city boys put up that cattle class performance. I should have just gone back for another seven of <laughs> Korean barbecue. Get that Wagyu Angus beef. All right, before we go off uh, on another food tangent. <laughs> oh, but you got to admit, I, Korean barbecue was good fun, Andy. I do agree. Korean barbecue was probably better than the performance that Melbourne City put up in that game. I thought I thought you boys were a little bit turgid, a little bit stagnant, a little bit. Every nowhere. time we've been to an away day, we play like shit. And uh, I don't know why. Hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe take curious. the hint and stop going to away games. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. Save your money, Andy. Yeah. Put it towards a Gold Coast trip instead. Yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> Imagine if, it was Gold Coast, if Gold Coast United was a thing, how many oh. Goldie trips you'd get in. I'd be going to every single city away game there, I reckon. <laughs> watch Clive Palmer's boys it's, run around. Well, it's like as if, you know, there's an AFL team on the Gold Coast that you could watch your team play against. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I don't know if we'd play them, but we definitely beat them. Flag Pies 2024, baby, let's fucking that's go. That's right, don't forget but, it. But um, any, any other notes from these games, this set of games in, in Unite Round that we want to kind of bring up, fellas? Uh, here, there's some peaks through the troughs. Oh, a peak moment of the week, sir? I have a peak moment of the week. So, um, I try to put a bit of pizzazz on peak moment of the week. Sometimes, you know, I try to hype it up. But really, uh, uh, soccer Twitter's done the work for me. There's already uh, two peak moments of the week. Uh, fuck, what were they? <laughs> <laughs> I had them in my bag. So, there was, there, was, uh, there was the live site not working. Oh, so, a bit of yes. background. We all went to this uh, shitty version of Fed Square in Sydney. Um, and... <laughs> They couldn't change the TV channels because 
Uh, I gave that information to A-League memes also, actually. I, I, was, I was there on the ground. So um, you're welcome. Um, you, can, um, you can hire me now, keep up. Um, sorry, that's a bit insensitive. <laughs> and, you know, we all had to watch it a bar. But the, the peak A-League moment, it's been... It's a good atmosphere, though. It's been... It's been, it's been uh, spotted by many. It was the Unite Against Sydney FC round. The chanting <laughs> of... Uh, yes. Ole, ole. Ole, ole. No, wait, that's, that's the wrong one. Fuck. Wrong chant, Come on, man. Oh, God damn it, Nicholas. It goes... <laughs> no, that's the fuck off my win victory one. How does it go? Whoa. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, 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 hey. Fuck off, Sydney FC. <laughs> hey. Sorry, Nick jumped in there. Couldn't resist. <laughs> no, that, that was the point. I was waiting for someone to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a bit of fit. Uh, yeah, that, that would be my peak A-League moment of the week. Uh, you could it could it could have very been the, the fan cam situation too. That That's what I was startling on. That was also a short list, but um, it yeah, didn't get enough potential, uh, honestly. Um, but having three active fan groups, four evens, this uh, chant, fuck off Sydney FC, was gold. Um, and in the same vein, we could just group these together as A-League fans uniting against the common evil. Uh, Sydney FC fans um, arrived uh, during the first game in 70 minutes through, and they started chanting, uh, fuck off Melbourne Victory Ole. And then the Melbourne Victory fans started saying "fuck off Sydney FC," and the, and then the yellow the yellow army fans were just their team still playing and they're just chanting about the game. While these two fans at either end were chanting "fuck off, mate," and they were just going "Mariners." <laughs> Shout out to the yellow army; they're way more uh, in, involved than I understood. Uh, for some reason, when you watch games at Central Coast, the camera doesn't pick them up, but they've got a good strong contingent out there, uh, and they're pretty loud. And yeah. they were in the sun all afternoon yeah, too. Every other cooking. seat was in the shade. Every other person um, had a seat in the shade. You know, they're sitting on the shady side. They were in the sun all afternoon cheering on the team. So big ups to the Yellow Army. I mean, not as far to travel for them as perhaps some other fan bases, but yes, they have a good yeah, little squad th- there. Those are my opinions for off the podcast. I'm being positive with the Yellow Army on it. <laughs> I know they've got hitters. The Den looked more like a, a cubby house. <laughs> on the weekend, but you know they gave it a go. Uh, thank you for that, Nick. That was good. I will say, probably don't sign up for X Factor anytime soon. But that was a very <laughs> striking rendition of those chants. <laughs> Made me rather happy. Oh man, <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. You didn't deserve Thunder that. and Renegades has been banned, abandoned without a ball, bold true terrain. Ah, god damn it! Yeah, I hate to see it. Got the West Indies in Australia taking care of the cricket for us, but shall we talk about a different Australian national team, the Socceroos, fellas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also played uh, on the weekend. West India. Yes. Directions the classic. Day for not um, for not uh, getting his uh, multi over the line. <laughs> oh no. Didn't get enough shots, <laughs> something like that, and all the other nine legs that probably failed. Instead of you know, because like on um. What's the goddamn AFL show called? The the pub one with Mick Malloy. Oh, front Malloy. bar. What's it called? Front bar. Yeah, front bar. Santo instead, of, Ed. instead of Mick's multi, we gotta have Verde's multi become yeah. a regular segment. I like that. That's oh, good. That is by that is by far the worst segment on that show, in my opinion. Yeah, it oh. is easily just an advertisement, mate. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's well, the whole show's an advertisement. Oh well, yeah, but, but 
it, not it's, as obvious as it's, that. It's the worst type of advertisement, and it's like dressed up so casually. I feel like they all know better, especially Andy Ma. Yes, I am beefing with the front. Pays the bills. I don't know if Mick Malloy knows better. Carlton Draft is genuinely a good beer. It is. <laughs> They're actually on Furfies now. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> oh Apart my from God. the one that's the Furfy front bar. Is it the Furfy front bar now, is it? Yeah, it has yeah, been it all season. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought it was Carlton uh, Draft. It used to be. What I find interesting is um, apparently kegs of Tui's new is the cheapest like mainstream keg you can buy. Profit margins on that stuff is crazy high. Mm. You know, I, I, I was out one night and I just happened to be at this uh, bar in Shep and the only thing they had was Carlton Draft stubbies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing. And classic ship. I was glad by the end of it because hey, this bloody Golden Draft Stubby's going down nice, eh? Hey? Right? Like, it's refreshing. Yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> oh, my Absolutely. God. It was stone cold and it oh, was bloody the just... best. Oh. You're making me thirsty, Damo. Can we change topic? Carlton Draft's severely overrated. What was the bar called in Shepherd? Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a uh, an indie joint. Oh, yeah, all right. Called uh, Shingo's Bar. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit different, but it's uh, also good in a way because it serves uh, Carlton Draft in a stubby. Okay. <laughs> Shingo's Lounge, Shepparton. 4.9 stars from 108 <laughs> reviews. Not bad. Exactly. Shingo's Lounge. Yeah, that's the one. Half of those. Oh, damn, damn, that's higher than Near and Far is rated. I'm going to have to start a beef between Near and Far and Shingo's Bar. <laughs> and it's incredibly dodgy, but it's uh, serves Carlton Draft. So, would Shepparton even be Shepparton without Shingo's? That is. Is that I'm... what someone said? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with that. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. <laughs> to get back to the football. The Socceroos did beat India. 2-0 in our Asian Cup debut. Goals from Jackson Irvine and Geordie Boss. Andy, I'll ask you my final burning question of the night. Was our victory over India actually a good one? Um, oh, look, I, I wouldn't say it was like a good one by our standards, you know. Like, um, it wasn't pretty and um, it took us quite a while to get on the score sheet, you know. Uh, I remember Nick saying um, he was hoping for it to be, I think it was Nick, someone was saying um, he was hoping for it to be 3-0 by half time. Obviously, that didn't happen. It was nearly Oh, maybe someone time. from the bar. Maybe. Someone was saying it anyway. But, yeah, as I said, it wasn't pretty. Um, but they got the job job done in the end. And um, I don't think it's alarm bells or anything, obviously. I think it's more of a case of, you know, first game of the tournament, take the three points and move on. Um, there was, you know, a good couple of goals. We did create a lot of chances. Definitely seemed to be controlling the game a lot more than them. So, yeah, overall, not bad. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's too much more to, to say on it, really. It was kind of just like got the expected result without exceeding the expectations. But, yeah, good. Yeah. also I'll just quickly mention good to see Geordie Boss with his first touch of the game score a goal yes. after coming on. His uh, first ever national team first goal. First Socceroos. Yeah. yeah. So really congrats good. to him, yeah. Hey, Fornaroli, agree, have to play more of a part in the next game against uh, Syria. Yes, Syria. Oh, yeah, it's a must. We lacked any fluidity whatsoever. McGree started in the World Cup. Yeah. 
I don't know why he's out of favour now. I he's think, coming uh, back from an injury. He's just coming back. But, yeah, he, he certainly will be starting again, I feel. I'd like to see Jamie McLaren start in the next game. <laughs> Nick, don't rub salt into the wounds, all right? You have maybe a Fornaroli start ahead of Duke and a McGree start ahead of, like, a, a Bacchus? Yes. I, I don't think you can have Bacchus and Metcalf in the same 11. Mm. I think they're too, too similar in their, their abilities. I think Metcalf is obviously a bit, little bit more attacking-minded, but McGree is certainly just attacking-minded, and we did not mm. look like we were going to score at all any time in that first half. It was it was pretty pretty dire uh, at the stages, and uh, certainly what is not dire is Carlton Draft. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not a Carlton Draft podcast, fellas. But I like that. That's a good, that's a good callback. That was really nicely done. I'm more of a Hawker's Lager. Yeah, mate. Hawker's Lager. Get yeah, it down near and far. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tape uh, at for, near and far. <laughs> Tape actually, Andy. Tape is very green pale ale. Oh, apologies. I you, You'll have to come back and, and re-familiarise yourself. Carlton Draft, if you're in need, for, we'd, we'd like to sponsor. Like <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> reckon Carlton Please, Draft should be you. our first sponsorship. Easy, yeah, yeah easy goals. I wouldn't mind seeing Sammy Silvera start ahead of Martin Boyle as well. Like, I got nothing against Boyle. He's a great player, but I don't know. He hasn't been great what, for Yeah, him. is he what we need at the moment? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. And then mm. I'm, I'm not overly sold on Silvera as well. I know he hasn't had many opportunities, mm. but it's, it's a bit of a mystery. Very similar to, I think, what a lot of Middlesbrough fans are kind of saying. He, he's. He does things well, and then just, I don't know, he just goes missing. And then Hot he and might cold. pop up with a goal. But Your he, other options yeah. are Marco Tilio or Kashini Yengi. Exactly, yeah. And, and this is goes back to Graham Arnold's decision-making, mm. where, you know, you've got potentially Daniel Arzani, you've got Irin Kunda, you've got Kual, even though they're not all in great form. I think we, we're, we've... Very light off it on the wings. Erin mm. Kunda isn't an option. I'm off Erin Kunda. He's no good, and I'll tell you why. He chose to sign for Aston Villa instead of my Swansea team in my football <laughs> manager's aid, oh. and that's unacceptable. I was like, hang Absolute on, what? Bollocks. what? I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely unacceptable. Oh, jeez. What about what about star Geordie Boss on the wing, Andy? Nick, Nick, Andy, Nick. Yeah, Jordy Boss on the wing rather than the fullback position. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's worth a shout. Kind of. Kind, kind, kind of. Stick to what he's good at. I don't know. With Jordy Boss, he, he lacks like a instinct to shoot. So I think he's probably better deeper back to provide the play and let other people take shots. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I actually. The thing, the the thing was back. is that no one else was having shots, though. Like. <laughs> I'd prefer Jordy Boss if you get for a role in more time, he would. Yeah, exactly. But Jordy Boss is like one of our only players who can dribble, and he was yeah. the only one. Yeah, he, he was the only one looking to make stuff happen. I know all the attention's on Grant Cole, necessary Aaron Kunda, but Eric, I genuinely believe Jordy Boss is the best young talent we have at the moment. Oof. He is 
like he's so talented with huge. his feet. Um, yeah. He might not. I'm not saying he's like you know a certain uh, l- level of quality, but you know uh, Australia sorely misses like technical players like throughout our history, um, and it's just such a pleasure to have someone like that you know in come through the Australian system and be so technically talented with their feet. It's not just being so technically talented; he's just a very good athlete as well. Is mm. and he's just yeah, I think he's the ultimate kind of left back sort of left wing very similar to a gareth bale kind of uh prototype he is the australian gareth bale 100%, he is the australian gareth um, bale as i coined yes you did that's a demos <laughs> exclusive exactly. right there the yeah. person who kind of stole that bloody from me uh i, I will happily go through all the four man wall uh <laughs> episodes last year and i will Tell you when that was coined, but he is certainly the the Aussie Gareth Bale. Um, any more points from this uh, Socceroos effort before we move on to the news very quickly? Score goals. <laughs> Indeed. I don't Fair care. Enough. They can win one 0 the whole way through. I don't care. Gethin Jones, one proper cap, one clean sheet. That's all I'll say. But there are a <laughs> couple of headlines just to run through very quickly before we finish things off. Uh, this is a Sydney FC article, so it might be biased, but um, in brackets, the league's best player, Joe Lolly, signs on for two more years. Jeez, Fun stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't mind that. The league's best <laughs> player. That's what they reckon. Yep. Yeah, if, 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 if the league is, you know, just the Sydney staff, um, staff five-a-side league. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like arguably Sydney's best player. When did Actually, Maxi probably Caputo is. go to Sydney FC? <laughs> 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 Always Caputo with you boys. Uh, how about Hibernian? Hibs are in advanced talks, talks to sign Musa Toure, so it looks like that'll go through. Ben Mazeo has signed his first senior contract through till 2026. Benny. Yes. And uh, Mark Bosnich. But, fuck. God damn it. It's always with Buzzer. Bosnich. Mark. Big Boz. Mark Bosnich <laughs> has insisted that the A League should be moved yeah. to winter. Sooner rather than later, insisting that summer in Australia is for cricket, tennis, uh, beaches, and holiday. So, any of those headlines uh, reaching out to you, Ian? Oh, yeah. Summer's for cricket, tennis, holidays, and going to the beach. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Yeah, you know what winter's also the home to? The bloody two most watched sports in the bloody country um, <laughs> that, are, that overperform relative to the population of the country, in a, like, if you compare it globally to other um, sports. So... Yeah, like let's fuck, let's do it. Let's you know, put ourselves on you know TV and market suicide. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree. Harsh stuff. Yeah. This this argument's as old as the the league itself. I reckon it's yeah, it's all it always comes think. up. Right, this is yeah. it's just gonna be like, just gonna be like the idea of having an AFL grand final away from like it's like the case for a night AFL grand final. This argument will never die. It's never going to yeah. die. Same with pro roll, but pro roll, I reckon a lot, way more people support it, including At myself. At what point do we try and not base everything off football as a marketing thing on TV and online? I feel like the success of a league should be taken upon how well players can adapt to. Going overseas, 
the issue is you need to generate revenue and as um, you have highlighted as an opportunity to, to make re further revenue, um, that would have to be the sale of players, which the A-League doesn't seem to be able to capitalise on the moment. And um, as you are a big fan of highlighting, that we don't sell our players for enough money. I think a lot of people just have a, a lot of issue with just accepting that the sport is where it's at. And like we we need to stop with all these, these kind of gimmicks and stuff and just kind of have this proper football season, have a proper home and away do it, do everything right and everything will sort of fall into place that way. Exposure matters because like if your league's not like making enough revenue, buying clubs can use that as collateral against you. So um, it's, you know, you can produce the best pure talent, but if you're uh, not a rich league, the clubs are going to, you know, scam you, reverse Robin Hood you. You know, so you do need a bit of image and swagger. Like if the yeah. same talent came from the MLS, they would be collecting a bit more money because the clubs can hold on to them for a bit longer uh, and can fight off, you know, uh, low price tags. Mm. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Certainly interesting. How many more Wonder Kids are we going to get after Kual and Aaron Gundel? Uh, who uh, can drive exactly. that? Yeah. yeah, they're growing trees. Maybe the next Wonder Kid is uh, Ben Mazeo. Am I right? Just signed his pro first professional contract. Huh? Yes, indeed. Very exciting. Congrats to the young lad. I was uh, on, on Sophie for trying to sign some uh, young talent for my Swindon Town save, and there was a couple A-League players who have already forgotten. Um, <laughs> that, had a, so, that was 17, had a fair bit of growth in them according to the FIFA algorithm, so might sign them for Swindon Town. I like that. I can't remember the name. I like that. that. Oh, mate. What am I? An encyclopedia of knowledge. Hey, Nick lives a high-octane <laughs> octane lifestyle. <laughs> With his, with his work, which I shall not mention. I made sure to cut that out of the last podcast, Nick. Don't oh, worry. You're a dial. I am a dial. But let's finish things up with a bit of bit of split the wall. Cheeky segment, we're gonna gonna debate a topic. Two of my beautiful co-hosts are gonna go one minute back to back. The reigning champion Andy, if I'm not mistaken, is gonna pick the first topic, and then the challenger Damo will try and win him over or win us over, specifically me and Nicholas with his eyes. Try and make sure I'm on the right track first as well. Yes, 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 yes. Who knows? Maybe one maybe you boys are the run Who's doing split the wall again? I was getting distracted. Andy and Damo. Oh. You, you lost last week, Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, I want to see. I want to see a running tally of wins, total wins for each person on this podcast. I so really should start tracking these things. I track peak A League moment of the week. Mm. I tell you what, I'll start tracking them from now on, and whoever has the most wins at the end of the year, ten bucks or a Hot Wheels slab car. of Carlton draft. <laughs> How about they don't have to pay for their lunch at the four man wall Christmas party? Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, my question, based off of some Reddit debate that I was reading, very simple. Mm -hmm. What is the best derby in the A-League? We've got a few Ooh. options. You know, the distance derby, obviously. Absolute classic. Uh, well, I know which one. <laughs> well, Andy gets to choose first. So whenever you're ready, Andy, just let yeah, me know. Yeah, suck it, Damo. <laughs> I am ready. All right, beautiful. Ready? Three, two, one, go. 
All right. Well, I'm going to tell you, you lads and all the listeners, that the best derby in the league is the Sydney derby. Now, this might come as a bit of a shocker as a, from a Melbourne City fan. I do love a Melbourne derby, don't get me wrong. But the Sydney derby is something that I always mark in the calendar and make sure I sit down and watch it every time it comes around because uh, it just has everything uh, you want in a derby, you know. It draws uh, the biggest crowd. You've got two teams um, with, with rich histories in terms of, like, in relation to the A-League, I guess, um, you know, with decent fan bases. Um, you know, it's East versus West. There's a really strong rivalry there. Um, it just it just means uh, so much to both teams. And um, in the history of the Sydney Derby, there's there's been, you know, classic storylines all over the place, you know. You think back, you know, not long ago, Marco Rodin and... Steve Corica yelling at each other on the sidelines. You got Ninkovic crossing the divide and going in the change rooms after the, the game. Just uh, time, so many time, things like that. Time. Oh, fuck. Wow. Time flies. Too much. Too much. It's too good. It's too good, he reckons. <laughs> too good for a minute. It's not a bad effort. Not a bad effort. It's a good derby to choose, I will say. It's a good derby to choose. All right, Damo, do you know what you want to uh, rebuff him with? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll rebuff. <laughs> All right, he's got a rebuff. <laughs> I like that. Okay, uh, Damo, three, two, one, go. Well, you might think I'd go with the Melbourne Derby, or even perhaps the Distance Derby. Well, no, you're wrong. Because I will show you why that the original rivalry Ooh. is the best because Kevin Musket versus John Kazmina. Oh. For one. And I think just the general uh, hype that it gets when Adelaide play at home and the, the travelling support of Melbourne Victory fills out the uh, the away bay. I think it's one of the true instances in Australian football where uh, there's this feeling of animosity between two clubs uh, and there's a real interstate kind of rivalry there and I think that's kind of unique in certainly in Australian football uh, but uh, I think it's it's certainly the, the more it's time. traditional right, your time's done an hour ago to decide <laughs> Fuck, that was good two well, good choices two good I choices. just want to say two okay choices you missed out on the one uh, instant winner the F3 derby oh no no <laughs> yeah, how did you forget that <laughs> F3 derby, I really was hoping trophy. someone would argue the F3 derby. Any derby that is uh, rewarded with a slab of <laughs> concrete <laughs> or, or a piece is, of is certainly not a real, <laughs> certainly not a real derby in my eyes. What about what about um, traditional GV Suns versus the Tura? Um, the winner gets a slab of no, no, no. ice cold Carlton draft at uh, <laughs> Shingo's. Nothing, nothing, go, nothing goes past Tatura versus Shep South. That is the ultimate. <laughs> Uh, the ultimate rivalry. Ultimate rivalry. That we know gets uh booked gets the book out the function room at Shingo's. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Get> El Palace. <laughs> and and whilst you're at the 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 bloody uh what do you call it the reception room at uh, Shingo's, uh, you can treat yourself to a game of Tetris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, not, oh, there's no no joke. 
Tetris. There is, uh, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of other Nintendo 64 game you can play. <laughs> and it. it's all happening. It's all, it's all down at Shingo's, man. It's all there. Shingo's versus Johnny Ringo's. That's the beef that we all need. All right, time to pick a winner. I've got to say, two good arguments. I, was, I really was hoping for an F3 derby, but that's all right. No one went for the big Sorry, blue. Sean. Fair enough. Nah. There's a few choices. Big blue, more big blue, more like big poo. Um, oh, stop yeah. it, Nicholas. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, I feel like Andy went for the easy option. Um, you know, uh, the Sydney the Derby is the most man. marketable. It's the mark, most marketable derby uh, in the competition. It's the showpiece event of the league, and Damo did a good job trying to present. Um, you know, trying to present. You know, a, a kind of. Uh, a credit creditable choice, but not necessarily yeah. the top two prime picking, you know. And mm. uh, whilst I do admire his, you know, uh, you know his uh, ingenuity to pick that, I, I don't think Andy should be uh, uh, punished for picking the easy choice because at the end of the day, he did uh, he did come up with some solid arguments to back up his choice, even though it was the easy one. Um, and I really liked how Damo mentioned. Uh, the traveling fans that victory does. I think that is unique to the original derby. You don't get, you don't get um, too many packed away bays. And I think victory for the upcoming derby are close to selling out their um, first allocation, so they'll get a second allocation for the away bay, um, which would be good. But I'm gonna have to give the points to Andy. He did a solid job. Oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> stop you right there. You aren't picking the winner. I picked the winner. Oh, I picked the winner. Is no, a... that was a one-off Wait, thing. You're just voting. <laughs> yes, that was a one-off thing, Nick. No, I picked give... the winner. I'm giving the points to Andy. <laughs> no. Thanks, Nick. I'll take it. No. And uh, no, no, with that, that's been the four-man wall. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what is this absolute banter? <laughs> I mean, we're okay. ending the podcast here. <laughs> I'm making too much of a point of it because I also think Andy won. There were some very solid points in that one. Ah, Rudan, as soon as you mentioned Mark Rudan, I was sold. Yes, that was because me and um, Kevin Musket. I know, Dave. Oh, so I, I, I only just learned the other day that Aurelio Vidmar was the manager of Adelaide United in that gold early golden era. Yeah. Pretty yeah, poor of Asian Champions League. So that's why he should be the permanent coach of Melbourne City. But um, we should end the podcast here. We're running a little bit long as usual, but I've had a fun time. Have you boys had fun? Well, yeah. I, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined it. Oh, mate. <laughs> Pour up some steam at Shingo's. <laughs> I need a, I need a, I need a slab. You need, need to slab and some Tetris. You feel like a twoies. And I'll just uh, leave you with this: Maxi Caputo, fifty-five rated on EAFC twenty-four with seventy-three potential. Not too bad. Ooh. Not too bad at all. Follow us at Online Hub Media. Um, comment and what not. That information. <laughs> I know, right? How good. He'll be the next Jamie McLaren before we know it. <laughs> www.onlinehubmedia.com if you want to get more of our content. This has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. That was supposed to finish the Westgate April last year and it's still not fucking done. All right. Moving forward. Um, <laughs> moving forward because I can't move over the goddamn Westgate yet it's not goddamn done